Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. Secret dump. Secret dump. I'm ready to dump. Yeah, ready? dump it. Uh, Natasha, you know, as is our tradition here on the Endless Honeymoon Podcast, Secret Dump, so we have some listener-submitted questions, and uh, I, got a, I got a special one, hot off the presses, straight into the DM, slid into my Ooh. DMs, and a friend uh, of the pod asks, are you and Natasha open, or can you keep a secret? I'd say we're open. That was a joke, Natasha, she didn't ask me that. It was about infidelity. Oh, I see. Uh, no, we have a Good question one. here. I have a problem, says a listener. My daughter, I thought this would hit you where it hurts in particular, Natasha. Like you feel like the right person to answer this question. Okay. My daughter has almost 50,000 Instagram followers. Ugh. She's 14 years old. We are a very normal middle class family of five and I have no damn clue what to do with this. She's a very good kid, but she's so young and it's scary. I really want Natasha's advice, but I figure you'd check your messages. Love you guys. Here's my advice. Yes. Is she really cute? Because probably that's how she got all her followers. And I think that if she's if she's getting them from some like skill she's doing, that might be a little different. But it well, sounds like, like if she's got like a hydraulic press and she's making ASMR I don't videos. Know. Maybe she can like play an instrument or she does like some kind of talent but if she is just getting 50,000 followers from like doing fish face to whatever it's called duck it's face called fish face duck face yeah. to, to her selfie and then she's amassing followers I don't know that would creep me out what and are you going to do about it what would I do about it yeah, so I would have like serious child, screen time limits let's say our child Broomhilda is uh, getting 50,000 followers because she's uh, she because the floss Brazilian floss thong that you bought her for her 13th birthday mm -hmm. um, is she's creating thirst traps and she's thotting it up on Instagram. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, I wouldn't have bought her a Br Brazilian floss thong. Well, to be fair to our listener, she also does not mention that she did such a thing. Um, let's see here. Uh, I mean, I, I, I would just have strong rules culture around the phone and i would i would do it too i would say like we're none of us are going to have our phones after 10 or none of us what are going to have our phones at the table because the less time help? she's on the phone the better if you just let her go into a room for three hours she's just going to be scrolling and looking at her likes and like instead of like reading a book or something are you taking her off instagram 14 years old, she's got 50,000 followers, she's got 55-year-old postal workers from Iowa DMing her all hours of the night saying, I can keep a secret about age of consent laws. Are you taking her off Instagram? Well, that's the, here's the problem. My mom put a padlock on our TV so we couldn't access MTV. And all that made me want to do was watch MTV. You so, used to sing that song, I Want My MTV, right? Right. So I would... Um, go to a friend's house, do anything I could to you're, to watch MTV. And my mother definitely did not make me want to not do that. You're saying 
In fact, I wanted to do it more. So I'm saying if you say get off Instagram, like does Cats that Cats out of the bag, you're saying. Yeah, and it's just going to make her like sneak it or do something, you know, nefarious or build it up. So I don't really know except maybe like trying to enrich her life in other ways, like maybe trying to do like camping trip, nature hike. This time is really important to me where we're not on our phones and try to like build it up so there's at least something to counter her addiction to looking at uh, what postal work workers in Iowa say about her hot mouth. Are you fucking kidding me, mom? You want to take me camping in the Aspens? I got a, a partnership with Revlon coming through this week. That's what she's going to say. Do also, no offense, but 50,000 isn't that much. Okay, so fair enough. Once you've done <laughs> gotten to 50,000 followers, it's too late to take them off Instagram. Natasha's advice is to create a culture around non-internet things to take her out of the likes and into the woods. But you can't take her phone away at this point, right? I think you're right. I think it is too late because at this point, she's gotten so much dopamine from all those likes from the 50,000 mm -hmm. followers that there's nothing you can do as a parent that will even come close to out-of-state teens telling her she looks hot, no cap. And any parents out there who have young kids like toddler age, under 10, pre-phone kids, maybe that's something to think about. Maybe these people are here to tell us like, hey, prolong it. Maybe don't let your kid have a phone as soon as they want. I'll tell you what's disrespectful about this person that wrote in. She tells us about the kid, tells us how many followers she has. She does not link to the profile. You know, I wish I had more context as to why. Oh, you want the kid's profile? It's probably private. No, I guess it wouldn't be private. Right? I'm just saying if it's if she's like, you know, twerking to the thong song. Yeah, that seems like you should just get her off Instagram. But yeah, like you said, if she's doing like environmental messages, hey, maybe she's learned leadership and this is the new reality. You know, the truth is the Internet is reality now. Like it or not, it's it is not not the real world. It is the world in which we live. Another thing you can do is get your kids to work at a homeless shelter. That's a pretty good idea. If you're going to have 50,000, for every 10,000 followers you get, you have to do 10 more hours of community service. But especially around people who are less fortunate and uh, I don't know. I just think you have to like, the internet's not going away. The phone's not getting going away. The addiction's getting deeper, but you have to counter it. You Maybe. have to keep introducing things that are not that to balance your life. If she's going to be helping people who are less fortunate, she could do a homeless shelter, but another option would be to counsel um, kids her age that have less than 250 followers. <laughs> just like what that's like and the shame of it and stuff like that. Um, speaking of the internet, our podcast takes place on the internet and people call us to leave their deep, dark secrets. And we thought today would be a great day to listen to approximately three to five of them. Hi, Natasha. Hi, Moshe. Huge fan of the pod. Um, love listening to you guys. Thank you for getting us through the pandemic. Um, I have a secret for you all. Um, I have really inconsiderate roommates who take up a lot of space in the living area while like, you know, playing, uh, videos of, like I don't know some YouTube video and then they'll also be doing homework while also playing a video game and just like takes up a lot of space and they're just inconsiderate in a bunch of other ways but that's just one of the things and the secret is is I've discovered we have a really loud in-unit washer and dryer and if I ever put in a load of laundry 
without fail, they kind of retreat into their room and then the living room area is now clear. Um, and I discovered that if I ever just kind of walk in and I just want some serenity in the house, I'll just start a load of laundry and it just kind of almost like without fail clears out the living room. Um, it's just a, a weird little thing that I, it's like a small little victory that I can't really do as I wait for our lease to be over and, and we move out. But um, yeah, that's my secret. I love this. This is like mechanical, Petty. mechanical Aikido. You know, you can't win in a direct confrontation with these people. So you find a way to work around it. And the way to work around it is doing your own laundry. I mean, this is a double win. You get clean clothes and you clean out the living room. Yeah, I think that being aware that you don't like your your roommate situation and doing something about it is very positive. Um, and you deserve, but you are battling there in consideration with your own inconsideration. So hopefully the next place you don't have to stoop to these, um, these acts. Can I say something controversial? Sure. After 200 plus episodes of this podcast, it occurs to me that if you are in a situation where your roommates are driving you crazy and you don't like them and you have the financial means to move out, my blanket advice is get a new place to live. Life is too short mm -hmm. to be uncomfortable in your own home. Yes, it's difficult financially. And yes, some people don't have that option. But if you have the option and it's just laziness or inertia that is keeping you living with people that you can't stand or next to people that you can't stand, yeah, it's stressful to move, but it's one big stress instead of a constant ever-present stress where you're literally doing laundry to brand new clean clothes so that you don't have to listen to them going down the Jordan Peterson rabbit hole on YouTube. You got to move out if you can. Good luck. Hi, Motion Natasha. I don't know how uh, juicy and fat the secret is, but um, I may be after <laughs> I tell you. Um, anyway, I've been just dummying mini packs of cupcakes. Um, maybe two, two to three packs a week. Um, just quietly in shame in my car in front of the grocery store in the middle of the night. I'm really stressed lately, like the last couple of months. Anyway, so that's what I've been doing. Just, uh, you take a fork and just stick them through the top and then, you know, I just pull off the wrapper with my teeth and then just, anyway. Abandon all evidence in the grocery store garbage bins. I still live at home, so trying to hide this shameful habit. Anyway, it won't be a secret once they get really fat. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Wait, is that so? That's stress eating because I because now if I like we we went to some Girl Scouts the other day. They stopped us on the street. Almost bought a pack of Thin Mints, but I do know if those are in my freezer. I will eat the entire box in like within 12 hours, probably 24 hours for sure. And so I don't buy them. But am I eating them because I'm stressed out? Maybe I never thought of it like that. Well, I've had direct shame snacks. I mean, I've had bad sets and then like walk directly from the club to a liquor store to buy a bunch of gummy candy to just sit in my car and eat it in private pain. Uh, so I get this. I get a shame snack. And I think you just got to be 
you got to just be easy on yourself and realize unless you're doing it every day, four times a day, it's probably not going to affect you that much. Enjoy the shame snack. Oh, you think? Enjoy it? Sure, why not? Unless you're, if you find yourself binge eating, you know, yeah, if you find yourself eating 52 cupcakes, yeah, I would say probably that's not the healthiest choice. But if it's a little indulgence that makes you feel better to eat like an animal in your car, you know, it's like a Silkwood shower or whatever. Did she say it's the Hostess cupcakes? I don't know. She said mini cupcakes. I mean, look, just be easy on yourself. Don't do it too much. Recognize that it's a vice and fucking get down with it. All right. I like that. Moisha and Natasha, so good to be calling into the secret hotline. Okay. My secret is that I feel an existential sadness. It's not like a normal depression. It's like a longing for a place that you can never go back to when anyone sucks on my nipples. And there is a small community of us who are afflicted with what has been colloquially named sad nipple syndrome. So I do have to tell anyone who is going to touch my boobies. Otherwise, the darkness could consume us. Okay, love the pod. Wow. How did they find out that there's a sad nipple society? What's it called? That's the beauty of the internet. Is that there? You, you, you. Something happens to you, and you're like, "Oh my God, I'm a fucking freak." There is no one on earth that experiences ennui for a nostalgia I cannot describe when somebody sucks on my nipple. And then you log on to Reddit, and it's r slash sad nipples. I mean, that is fucking beautiful that you found your people. But also, I mean, I feel that feeling every other hour. Oh, it's not connected to your nipples. Right. I just feel like a sense of existential dread for a time that used to be. That's called R slash clinical depression. No, it's called like post-pandemic. Post-pandemic stress disorder or PPSD. The point is... Oh my God, wait, really quickly. Please don't change the subject to general ennui when we just found out that when this woman has a tongue flick on her tits, she remembers a time of innocence that has gone by. (laughs) Also, we were um I was talking to someone and st- about our kid and how attached that she was to us and they were like, "Oh yeah, COVID baby. All the COVID babies are all they ever knew was being attached being with their parents 24 hours a day, so now they're like really attached." So mm. I'm just saying there's like a lot to post-pandemic world. As so- fascinating as that is, Natasha, we just found out about a woman who when she's getting kitty fucked <laughs> remembers an innocent time in the sun in a meadow she's never visited. <laughs> so I would love to explore this further, but I need to know more about sad titties. Hashtag sad tits. <laughs> this is crazy. It's got to have something to do with breastfeeding, but it's weird because it's a woman experiencing mm. it who's never breastfed. So she's getting her own breasts fed upon and she's remembering a nostalgia for her own time upon latched upon the titty. Mm. Oh, man. Interesting. Well, I, I kind of want to hear some see some excerpts from that Reddit thread. Yeah. Well, I think I made the Reddit thread up. But I, if you are a sad titty person, <laughs> give us a call and tell us. Call our secrets hotline. 213-222-8608. Describe this feeling in detail. Oh, my God. In detail. I'll tell you what. I, I, I too, have a strange feeling of nostalgia and a generalized anxiety and uh, and uh, existential questioning when I ejaculate, 
while watching gay amateur Harry Daddy. No, I don't. I feel great. But call us. Leave us your secrets. Or, and- if, or if you want to be on our podcast, send us an email at endlesshoneymoonpod at gmail. You could be a guest. Also, be a part of our Patreon community. Patreon slash Endless Honeymoon. We love you. And Natasha? Oh, wait. I have to tell you something. What? Um, I was ordering a toilet yesterday on the phone, and the woman told me I have a beautiful voice. Oh, my God. <laughs> You should have told her about the podcast. You should have said, if you like my voice, you should log on, flush up, wipe up, and log on. Okay, well, join our Patreon and uh, watch us on YouTube. Hey, and love subscribe. you, Tosh. And oh, yes, I love you too. <laughs>